So I want to thank you for taking time to enjoy the journey of Avenue Speak and Avenue Chat Sessions as we engage in intentional one-on-one conversation with people that matter, local legends, a.k.a. everybody in the world, because everybody has a story to be told, man. And I want, I want this to be known that diving into intentional conversation allows understanding not barriers to be had. That is the whole key. So Avenue Chat Talk Show Sessions, man. This is what this is. I want to thank you once again. I want you guys, if you if you enjoy the content that's over here at Anchor, I want you to go over to my YouTube, which is Avenue Speak. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Enjoy the content. Going to have more t- content coming soon. Some of these sessions will be posted on Instagram as well. Go enjoy those as well. Leave a comment. Interact with me. Tell me what if you if you want if you can name a local legend that you would like to that you would like to see or hear on the Avenue Chat. Tap in. Let me know. Let me know who's deserving. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day, evening. Enjoy this time of listening pleasure. Peace and blessings to you all. And now it's it's always done that. You know, from the beginning until now. Um, so now, um, you know, I'm out of the military now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved back here to Nacogdoches, Texas. Um, I'm going to school full time, and we have a young child. Right. And so, it, as amazing as all that stuff is, it's still stressful, right? Mm-hmm. Well, all the, all these big changes, you know, moving to a different state, complete, you know, job change and everything like that. I still have jujitsu. Right, because right. I found this school in Cushing, Texas, right. by or that's ran by a Marine veteran, so right. we kind of had that going with us. And uh, he invited me, you know, with open arms. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Hey, come, you know, practice yeah. with us, see if you like it." Right. He knew that I came from up there, and it was like uh, another net or another network, you know. Because I came, and it's a little different moving and going back to school as an adult, right? Because I'm yeah, you know, twenty nine now. I'm not right. eighteen, twenty. Um, but that was kind of uh, that, like my safety net when I came down here, mm-hmm. right? Was okay. All this stuff's changing. Everything's going crazy. But I still got jujitsu, and mm-hmm. I still have you know people that I'm gonna share this with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, you know, I, you know, going back to SFA, I dove straight back into that as soon mm-hmm. as we, as soon as I could. Um, and like I said, that's my little pool of stress is just relieves whenever I get into that that environment. Um, so I don't know, like, and then uh, of course, what that was. Two years ago, a year and a half ago, something like that. No, it's about two years. I think so. Nineteen to twenty-one. Yeah. yeah. So about yeah. two years. Uh, I've been with them now, and you know, again, network. Um, some really good friends I've met there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things like you you spend all your time choking each other out and stuff like that. <laughs> Something about it makes you want to be best friends with those, friends, those people. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we're friends now. You know, we we hurt each other on <laughs> these days of the week. You know, it's what. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's it's one of those things like you do anything for them. You know, they do some they do whatever they could for you. And so it, it's, I don't know. It's been like the one straight constant aside from my you know my family. Yeah. Um, just the whole time. Right. And so I've been with him for two years. Um, just recently, he asked me to come on as an instructor and help, you know, teach the classes with him, which is really cool. Um, different, though. Mm. Way different. It's some, There's something to be said about, um, I guess, being responsible for other people's growth, right? Wow. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, well, usually people stop and um with that statement and saying being responsible for other people. Yeah. Right. But intentionally, because that speaks to your intention and understanding the role that you play as a teacher. Right. Because you intentionally said that okay, I am going to allow people the opportunity by giving them wisdom and understanding to so that they can grow. Right. Right. Because if you say being responsible for other people it kind of it kind of gives way that you're just babysitting yeah, yeah right right it's like you're just looking after them and then giving back to their parents for a little bit right absolutely but when you say you're responsible for other people's growth it literally is saying that okay when you're here in this space with me i'm going to teach you things that allow you to gain the opportunity to grow as a person in your journey in life or go towards your goals in jujitsu, so exactly. that you can, so that you can just progress, right? Right. So yeah, I think that, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> I like something you touched on too. You, you said, um, or you, you kind of touched on the, the idea of not just the jujitsu aspect, but the life aspect, right? Yeah, man. Because absolutely, like I'm, you know, I'm teaching these guys, you know, whatever choke or whatever joint lock or whatever um, sweep takedown, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but really, uh, at the end of the day, like the jujitsu is on the mat. Mm-hmm. But like I, I, I would like to think that I have an effect with them after they, after they walk out of the door of that gym too. Yeah. So you know if it's just um, if it if it's kind of like me and it's like oh man that I needed that you know and all the stress just kind of you know relieved or mm-hmm. um, man that was you know it's really complicated but I figured yeah. it out. Like, yeah, it's like that example <clears throat> of problem solving right? too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because like, I mean that's a huge that's such a huge aspect I think of the martial art and I think most martial arts in general but I don't want to speak for those. Um, <clears throat> that I, I think a lot of martial artists are wind up being better at because we're so focused on it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but, but I don't know. It, it's, I think that's my big goal now that I think about it is to have an effect once they leave. Right. And to hope that they want to come back. Right. So hopefully they're not saying, yeah. man, that guy sucks. They're yeah. So about me never come back. <laughs> or maybe skip the days that I'm, I'm teaching. <laughs> I don't think so. No, man. no, I, I hope not. No, it seems good, so, <clears throat> but no, it's and it's. I don't, I don't know where to go from there. It's such a big part of my life. I think at this point, um, it, which is weird, right? Because like that's not necessarily what I wanted. I want to do it for the rest of my life, but that's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, like I want yeah. to do jujitsu for the rest of my life, but I don't. Like I have other things that I want to do as well. Mm. And that being said, this is such a huge part that I think it's just going to come right along with whatever I wind up doing. Right. So it's, right. it's, it's kind of neat. <clears throat> yeah. I, I often, I've had this season recently, man, to where people call me the drummer or a drummer and knack, right? Like the right. drummer and knack. Right. And that now <clears throat> is like the most annoying thing in the world to me. Oh, no. Like it frustrates the crap out of me. Because it's not the only thing that I do, right? Right. So then, like, you know, I mean, granted, yes, I came to Nacogdoches and then showed the whole entire city of Nacogdoches what hand drumming is mm-hmm. by doing Star Avenue CEO and the nonprofit. Because that's how I introduced the nonprofit, right? Right. But there's other things that I do. Yeah. So, like, knowing that there's other things that I do and then that's, like, one of the few things that I do that is celebrated so highly, which it is humbling utmost humbling right that right. I'm recognized is that but it's just really annoying no, uh, <laughs> you know one uh, I guess the closest thing I can relate to that again I guess to tie back to jujitsu or BJJ 
uh, when I was getting out of the military, <clears throat> you know, I made all these plans. I was going back, I was coming back to Texas, I was going back to school. And my, my plan was, and my plan is, I'm gonna come back, finish my bachelor's degree, and try to go to medical school, right? Because mm -hmm. I wanna be a surgeon when I, when I grow up, because I'm, I feel like I'm still a kid sometimes. Um, <clears throat> and so I had these big plans, you know, I, we just had a baby, I was gonna go and try to be a doctor, mm -hmm. and like, all they would talk about, like, during my going away and everything, which wasn't bad, like, it was, it was great, right? Because they, you know, we kind of had that humor thing going around, was the jiu-jitsu aspect, like, oh, this, you know, he chokes people out, and like, stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you're gonna go and do jujitsu, and I'm like, I mean, yes, but that's not my plan. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's definitely an aspect that I want to carry with me for the rest of my life. Aspect. We'll we'll get to that later. We'll get that that word figured out. But um, it's it's not my goal. And so it seemed like they really kind of just not that it's their responsibility. They're like, oh yeah, he's gonna go do this. But it, it seemed like it was so detracted from. Like, I'm not getting out of the military to go do jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. I'm getting out of the military to go try to do something better for my life or something better for my family's life. But, you know, it, was, it, it just wasn't taken that way. Mm -hmm. And I, I, not that that's a big deal, because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I'm still doing it. Mm -hmm. But it was definitely, it's, it kind of, it's creeped into my brain a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of the same way, I think, is the, the drummer thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Most definitely. <clears throat> so, what do you get out of teaching? Because you've talked about what you what you hope that you people your students get out of out of you teaching. Right. But what do you get out of teaching? Um, so I think that's it's a twofold answer right there. So that there's a, I think there's a selfish and an unselfish answer to that question. Mm -hmm. um, so, from the selfish point of view, I'll touch on that first because uh, I think it's a little bit easier. Um, I think it's going to make me better, right? And, and by that, I mean, it's going to make me better at jiu-jitsu because I'm going to have to understand it better to convey it to other people. Or, you know, I'm going to have to link those thoughts m more strongly, stronger, yeah, stronger than I would if I was just trying to figure it out myself. Um, but also, you know, it makes me better. I am teaching people. You know, you're trying to convey, you're trying to make people understand, that kind of thing. Um, so, like, that's not just a jujitsu thing. You know, you can teach people how to ride a bike, you can teach them how to file their taxes, teach mm -hmm. them how to this, that, and the other. I, I think that's a big thing that a lot of people miss out on is being a, a, a teacher and a mentor, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I, I, which I, don't want, I guess, that, yeah, I think that's pretty selfish in a, in, a, in a sense. Not in a traditional sense, but in a sense, right? Like it teaches yeah. me to be a mentor and it teaches me to refine my art, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, the unselfish side of that, I think, I, I get a, I guess it's unselfish, but what I'm going to call the unselfish side of that <clears throat> is um, I, I like the feeling of whenever somebody gets something, mm -hmm. right? And so if I'm teaching them, let's say a sweep, you know, trying to get somebody off you or something like that from a self-defense um, perspective, you know, that you can see it. You can see it when they get it. Mm -hmm. And that's such a, like a cool just experience to share with them, right? Because they're like, oh man, I got it, that's awesome. Like, oh, it works. And I'm like, of course it works. You know, you, you got this, you know, mm. you're doing it, you're doing it. Like, I knew you could do it. Mm. And it's, it's such an uplifting thing. Um, but anyway, I, I guess that's the two, your twofold answer for that right. question of right. what I get out of it. Yeah. So what is the most commonly used hold in jujitsu? Let's see. Definitely. Well, it's gonna sound kind of silly. 
Um, probably. Well, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? Because right, right, right. there's multiple. Yeah, there are, there are several, um, you know, Brazilian. I think they started to do like an American jiu-jitsu, which is like a stem off of that. It mm. comes from Japanese jiu-jitsu, mm. which there are a few of. Um, but for Brazilian, Japanese jiu-jitsu? There's Japanese jiu-jitsu? That's where, yeah. So uh, jiu-jitsu, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, came from the parent art of judo. Right, oh. and not not the judo you think about. Like you think about like Olympic judo, and it's most it's pretty much all throws mm-hmm. and like maybe an arm lock or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, like if you think about judo as in like what the samurais used back in the day, mm-hmm. it was your takedowns. It was your you know grappling on the ground. It was um, a bun- a lot more self defense, mm-hmm. um, even with weapons and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And so like parent judo kind of split off into a bunch of different like there's Japanese uh, like kanshin and traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and actually judo that we know today mm-hmm. would all kind of stem from that. Um, at least from what I understand, mm-hmm. it seems like. Um, I don't know, it's the uh, most common hold. I, w- I would have to say like, a, I would not necessarily hold, but a position. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely like your mounted position and like your back mounted position. Cause like, mm-hmm. You know, you talk about MMA, right? Like the yeah. watching UFC on the weekend. You always see somebody on top trying to can like stay on top, right? And, you know, do their punches or get to where they can choke them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks like they're just sitting on top, but there's a lot that goes into that. There's so much. It's a lot. There's, there's a lot so of much. A lot of hooks that you're doing with your legs and, you know, bracing and hip motion just mm-hmm. to keep them where, you know, keep your opponent where you need them to be and to, you know, if they do move, you either move with them or if you want them to move into a worse position, you got to know how to let them move without moving you. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, it's, doesn't look that complex, but it is. <laughs> If that makes sense. It is. It really is. <clears throat> so I, yeah. I, I'd say definitely like a mounted position. I'm going to yeah. go with that as an answer. Okay. okay. Yeah, because I know when I, whenever I watch uh, MMA, like UFC or whatever, right. and, I, and I often watch a lot of the jiu-jitsu um, competitions. Like, I, actually, one of my favorite jiu-jitsu fighters right now is Dylan Danis. Oh, yeah. I, I, cool. I love Dylan Danis. I yeah. actually watched him before he joined Conor McGregor in training. Right. Like maybe a couple of years before that, and then um, I'm a Conor McGregor fan anyway. Period. But yeah. that's that's a whole other story. He, he's definitely good at what he does. <laughs> he is. He is. Which is right now he's good at making money. Which is more than <laughs> which is more than fighting. Yeah, <laughs> it's like sure. not included in the fighting. He's right. just, he's good at he's good at selling himself, man. Kudos to Conor. Absolutely. That's what I, that's what I, what I wanted to get at with that, man. He's he has kind of branded himself yeah, so well his name is a business right <laughs> yeah, like anything yeah. he does the yeah, crazy does. thing about about connor right so if you watch um all, some of the youtube videos for like mma stuff like ufc right mm-hmm. half of them will be some other company's video right right but then the other half of them like literally the majority of the videos covering mma content whether it be ufc or whatever mm-hmm. Is all the Mac Life like it's got the Mac Life logo on it, yeah. which means Conor McGregor is getting is getting paid off of that video. Right. Yeah, dude. Like, it's, it's everywhere. He's got his whiskey, mm-hmm. which I'm sorry, Conor. Stop that, great. Oh no, I haven't tried. This is really <laughs> not. I mean, it, it's 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 okay. <laughs> it's I, whiskey. I, I, right? <laughs> I would rather have other whiskey than that one, right? But. It is what it is, right? I mean, you're, you're drinking the name other than the taste of the whiskey right. anyway. That's true. I'm sure it's somewhere. I hope, I hope he kind of gets that altered a little bit, maybe changes it a little bit. I don't really know. Maybe he really likes it. Maybe. 
Hey, maybe he's not going to change because he really likes it. Right. He's like, I'm from where that stuff came from. I, I should know. And he's, right. You know, he just pushes yeah. us up the road. Maybe he calls me a peon. I right. hope you tag me in it if you call me a peon. <laughs> I don't really care. Just tag me in something, Connor. <laughs> right. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Connor, for care you're You know what I mean? Like, oh, no. Connor called me a peon, douchebag. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I will post the fact that he called me all right. that. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, come find my school and just kick my butt all over the place. But it'll be fine. It'll be okay. No? Hey, man. <laughs> Whatever. No, it'll be great. Uh, he's such a character, though, man. He's got such a big character. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, I mean, that's his thing. Like, I feel like in real life, he's probably really cool to hang out with. Yeah. Like, I feel like he'd be pretty chill. I feel that way, too. But watching him, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would stay. Mm-hmm. Like, he's somebody in the bar I would stay as far away from as possible. Mm-hmm. In persona, right? Like, yeah. how they depict him. Wait, in reality, I'm almost positive he and I would be at a party. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's weird. And so in the last UFC fight that he was in, right, did you see the coverage? He, he, I watched he had some a, of the, sl- yeah, the slices of it. He came up to the UFC event in a yacht. Oh, yeah. That figures. Right. <laughs> and then they had a whole conversation about the yacht, right? And like, man, but listen, in order to have a yacht, you got to have, like, X amount of money times over what the yacht costs because it's like you got like your your crew has to live in the yacht right and you have to have gas to drive the yacht at all points in time and yada 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 and I was just like holy mess yeah that's one of those random things I started looking at lately was yachts I don't really know. yeah it, it's one of those things that like I guess the social media algorithms decide I need to look at yachts like, like the random dubai that's in your house. Yeah, right? Yeah. They're like, you know what? This guy needs to look at yachts. And so I'm looking at yachts, and it's like, yeah, $13 million yacht. And I'm like, yeah. $13 million yacht. Right. You know what I'm never going to have? A yacht? A $13 million yacht. That's exactly right. <laughs> I might not ever have a yacht. It <laughs> went four. Yeah, I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. Like, I, maybe a nice car one day. That'd be great. Like, that's, yeah. that's the, that's about as far as I'll ever get, probably. Well, it's like, <laughs> dang. Now let me look at a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That'd be easier. It's, like, it's way more affordable. Wouldn't it, though? I mean, it's a Ferrari, but still, it'd be so, so much cheaper, right? Yeah, it's like it'd be... yeah that's oh, wild, man. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, one one fiftieth or something of the cost or something? Yeah, yeah really something like that. A lot, a lot less. Yeah. So if you hear noise in the background, that's the other people that are really rude, and I hope she's still here so she hears me talking about her. I'll probably just text her later. But anyway, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What, what else you got for me, man? What, what else would you like to talk about today? Man, this, I'm talking about what the heck are you going to do with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu two years from now or ten years from now? Because you teach now, right? I do teach. Do, um, you, do you still take classes? Yes. So I actually, I take more classes than I teach. Do you? Yeah. So Interesting. Um, yeah. So I'm an assistant coach. And so what that means for me is... Um, obviously with school and everything, I don't get to go as much as I want to go. I would love to go five days a week, six mm-hmm. days a week. I'm lucky if I get two or three days a week. Mm-hmm. But what that usually looks like, looks like is I teach every other Thursday. That's the way we've got it going right now. So, you know, what in a typical month, I'll teach maybe two classes. But I'm there for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then some weekends, so let's say ten classes-ish a month. So mm-hmm. one-fifth of my time. Yeah. One-fifth of my time is teaching and mm-hmm. the other is being a student but um, right now I'm a purple belt and so what that means uh, without going too much into it it's white blue purple brown black Mm -hmm. and then there's 
bunch of degrees in the black hole. No, mm-hmm. That's neither here nor there. Um, so I am the first advanced belt. Mm-hmm. You have your beginner, you have your intermediate, obviously, right? That's your white belt and your blue belt. Mm-hmm. From purple on up, they are considered advanced, mm-hmm. um, which makes me feel good, but it's really, you know, mm-hmm. only halfway there. Right. <laughs> uh, so I guess in the next two years, I'm teaching, I'm learning, trying to go, not not focusing on that next belt, but definitely I you know, and I hope in two years I'm either tapping on the door of a brown belt or I have my brown belt. Um, I guess get more into teaching. I definitely want to start, I would like to start um, teaching maybe some more classes if I can get, get the time to. Um, maybe do some, get to the point where I can do some private lessons and stuff mm-hmm. like that, just because I think that'd be kind of neat. Mm-hmm. It's it's different teaching to a group of people rather than mm-hmm. teaching to a single person. I feel like there might be something worth getting out of teaching singularly. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be interested in uh, venturing into that. Um, in ten years, let's say, let's say five to ten years, definitely open that black belt, right? Mm-hmm. Like I hope I'm still doing this. I hope I'm still at least as active in it as I am right now, mm-hmm. if not more. Um, like definitely hoping to be a black belt in five to ten years. Because mm-hmm. um, like I, like like I said, it's it's not my main you know priority, um, but it's definitely on my list. Right. Uh, I definitely. I want to be 98 years old rolling with people on a jiu-jitsu mat. Like, that's... Wow. Yeah, I guess that's that's the ultimate goal when it comes to that, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, one, one neat little little fact, I guess. So the, the guy most famous for bringing Brazilian jiu-jitsu to America is Helio Gracie. Yeah. He's the, you yeah. Know, the grandfather of all the Gracies that are right, right now. Or father slash grandfather. That man, I, I can't remember. I think he lived to be 95. Really? And he rolled, he was doing jiu-jitsu until he died. Really? Yeah, like he was just, I guess, just staying into it, you know, staying flexible and everything like that, and just like, just not quitting, kept him active. Right. A 95-year-old man. Right. There, there are videos of him rolling around. Um, so his grandsons, Henner and Hiron, yeah. they, they run the Academy in Torrance, California right now. Right, right. There, there are videos of him rolling around with them whenever they were like two, and you know, at that point he's already probably in his 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. and then there's videos of them as adults, and he's, you know, Still training with them, rolling with them, and I'm like, that's wow. just insane. So how, how many generations of Gracie's are, because I lose it God. after, uh, oh my, because I know, <laughs> I know Hinneran, and then, yeah, so, oh man, I don't even know the family, because I know, um, I, can, I can't remember who he, who, who his dad is, um, well, the one that sticks out in my head right now is Cron Gracie, he's their, he's their cousin. Uh, Henry's Crone's uh, cousin. Okay, Crone, um, Crone Gracie. Yeah. yeah. So they are they are the same generation, and they are Helio's grandkids. And then they're the the dads. Uh, I wish I could remember the names. It's, it's a lot of R names, and it's really hard to keep them straight. Yeah. But it's I don't want to say Helio and Carlos were brothers, right? And then they had sons, and then they had grandsons, and now Henner Hiron. I don't think Crone has any kids yet, but Henner and Hiron for sure have kids. Mm-hmm. And so you've got Helio. And then the children, which they're like, they're, they're young, they're like two to four. Mm. So, but I think they're, some of them are already starting to do jiu-jitsu as those little kids, you know? Right. So I want, I'll, I'll say there's at least four. And I'm sure somebody will come and correct me later, mm. but that's okay. Um, a bunch of them though, man. And then Helio, like all of them had a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of Gracie's running around. And they're all, you know, it's, it's crazy too. Like I always made the joke when I was a, a white belt and even a blue belt that every Gracie is born with a purple butter on their waist. 
because they're all just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Like right when they start, basically, like because they just because they've seen it for so long. Exactly, right? like they, yeah. they they literally start like as babies mm-hmm. learning jujitsu, and they <laughs> they just keep doing it the whole way up. Yeah. And I'm so jealous of that because I didn't find out, <laughs> I didn't find out about it until I was 21 years old. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't imagine. That's late, like, man. I know. I was like, that's late. That's like it's so very late to find out, right? Especially for like a. If you think about it from a sport aspect, yeah, because you know, if you think about like, I would have loved to have found out about it when I was like fifteen to sixteen. Yeah, maybe start competing a little bit, turn eighteen, yeah. start competing for real. Yeah, well, because I know. So with each martial arts, right, you have sport the the sport aspect of it, and then you yeah, have like the, the combatives or something. Right, aspect of it. right. Yeah, and so obviously that's something you want to be well rounded in. That so like for me. Um, I focus a lot more on the self-defense and combatives aspect just because I come from a military background. Like, it was, in, you know, it was important. Um, you know, yeah, just in case, you know, you want to be able to defend yourself. You never know. Uh, yeah, you want to be able to choke someone out that comes up and, and throws you off your lawnmower in broad daylight. Yeah, maybe. You never know. <laughs> you never know. But, um, like, but at the same time, you, you do want to be sport-worthy. And mm-hmm. so, like, I guess the big ticket for that in my brain is... Um, I want to be able, and from a self-defense aspect, if, if you get proficient at jiu-jitsu, in theory, 90, 95% of people out there, you'll be fine against, right? Mm-hmm. And you, it's probably what, I'm going to be very, very nice and say 1% to 2% of people are bad people. So in my brain, more than likely, anybody that tries to do something terrible to me or my family, I'll be fine against. Mm-hmm. Now for the, self, or the, the sport aspect of that, um, that's people that train with you mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, train the same art as you. And so that's you, you trying to be good against other people that know the same things that you know, <laughs> you yeah. know, and having yeah. to know like all the little tricks. I guess it's like, uh, yeah. they, they get used to your tendencies. And exactly. All of your, your right. reaction habits of, it's like, you know, this person put their hand here, so I'm going to do this. And yeah. then, you know, next or, time. Or it's even like, if it's in somebody in the same school as you, it's like, Oh uh, Mike likes to do the baseball joke. It's like, all right, I know to defend the baseball joke, and he's gonna go for it, or you know, I know so, when he's gonna do it. Yeah, he's like, yep, yep, he's setting up for it, kind yeah. of block. Yeah. Or, uh, he's really, you know, he loves the Kimura, so he's gonna go for Kimura lock. I'm gonna yeah. focus on blocking that Kimura. Yeah. Um, so it's that's different methods of thinking for sure, because it, it's crazy to think about. Um, yeah, I talked about the white belt, the blue belt, you know, all the way up. Um, it from a, a combative standpoint, like your self defense aspect. I think that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is unique in the sense that as soon as you get that first belt, like that blue belt, you are self-defense ready, right? Like I, I'm, I think I can fairly confidently say that like any blue belt that I've trained with or you know had the opportunity to train, um, can handle themselves in an altercation if they need to. So it's it's white belt, blue belt, purple, purple belt, brown, brown belt, black belt. Yep. And then levels in between. Yeah, there's a. It's like a, there's a stripe system, and mm-hmm. so you like you have your white belt, you get four stripes. Your blue belt, four stripes, all the way up. And then in your black belt, it's a like nine degrees after your black belt, mm-hmm. and it's they start changing colors in there, but it's not that important. It's like coral and red, and it gets crazy. But they're all considered more or less black belts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's pretty much the gist of it. So what does the process look like to transition from belt to belt? Okay, so, <clears throat> obviously the white belt, you don't really know anything, right? Like, you're walking into the school for day one. Um, so, your goal, I think, as a white belt, is to just learn how, literally to learn how to defend yourself. 
And that looks like controlling an opponent, right? And not necessarily just a controlling opponent, but not necessarily being as attackable, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't necessarily, like if I were to say, okay, Casey's a white belt, I'm gonna train him to be a white belt. I'm not gonna get you prof- as proficient at submissions as I would say a blue belt or a purple belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna work on your defense, I'm gonna work at your getting out of submissions, your um, sweeping somebody so they, they get off at the top of you, um, and what things like that. To our life, oh, no. Do we lose electricity? Oh, but um, yeah, so white belt, um, pre- purely defense and trying to walk away from an altercation. Like mm-hmm. you might not get anything in, but you're gonna go home. Mm-hmm. Um, blue belt is where you start kind of picking up those. Simple- Amanda, <laughs> she is something. Is it a timer? Maybe. No, I think it's a timer. Oh, okay. See if it'll. I don't know. Here, hold on. We can, we can skip this part. Uh, does that work? Ta-da. Okay, cool. Awesome. <clears throat> so your blue belt is where uh, I would say you need to start learning your submissions. Like that's where you're gonna start learning how to attack. Um, and kind of just learning as much as you possibly can. Like you're gonna learn every move that you possibly can learn. Um, from there, your purple belt is you start Looking at all these tools you just got, right? Because you just got a hammer and a saw and a drill and a mm-hmm. ruler or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And you're like, okay, so I'm really good at this, I'm not so good at this. So I'm gonna focus probably on this, right? Like you start developing your game. Like, okay, I'm really good at top side control and going after like Americanas and Kimonos. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna focus on. So you start kind of developing like, instead of just well-rounded, which not to say that you shouldn't be well-rounded, but instead of like this big chunk of jujitsu. You're like, okay, I'm going to use this jujitsu because that's what I think I'm going to wind up being the best at. From there, it's literally, uh, so brown and black, literally just kind of like sharpening those tools. And I, I know that sounds like a cop-out, like easy answer, but that's literally, you know, how it's always mm-hmm. been described to me and kind of how what, I, what I've seen it um, turn out to, you know, be. Yeah. You just, after you have your game set, you just, your focus is to get better at that game. Right. Progressive. Okay. okay. So, are there like ceremonial things when you transition, when you get another belt? No. Like, is on the when the day comes that you achieve another belt. Right. What ter- what determines whether you had achieved that belt? So this is um. So I think so. Other martial arts they'll have like X amount of katas or something like that, or mm-hmm. you know something like that. You have to, you know, do. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is a lot more relaxed in that sense, because. Um, you know, if you're training a martial art with the same people, you know, every day, they know how good you are. They know what you can do. Mm-hmm. And so, especially from a black, a black belt or, you know, an instructor coaching position, you, you know how good your students are. Mm-hmm. You know what they're able to do. Um, so we don't do that. It's you, they pretty well know like, okay, he's ready for his next belt. Mm-hmm. And so it's, um, usually they kind of try to make it like a, a cool thing. So it'll be like, um we have like a seminar we'll have like a you know a big um mm-hmm. kind of open mat style you know something like that so you know get as many people there and then have like the the belt promotion ceremony mm-hmm. to where they you know they take off your belt put the brand new one around your waist but as far as like a, there's no set you have to know how to do this 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 and this mm-hmm. it's it's 
fairly open. Um, some places um, are. So you have. Open. So you never know when you're really gonna attain your next belt. Not really. No. Like. Um, yeah. There. There are time. There are uh, theoretical timelines. Like in theory, I think it would be safe to say around like two years per belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but not necessarily. Some people promote faster. Some people promote slower. Yeah. Um, me, I was a white belt for a long time mm-hmm. because I was um, in the military, not able to train all that often. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I got married, so I took a break and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. You know, you just life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen people promote from white to blue in, in 10 months. Right. You know, um, I promoted from blue to purple in less than two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really just depends on the person, you know, like okay. um, a 50 year old walking into a gym is not going to promote necessarily um, is not going to be promote the same as an 18 year old kid who's you know walking into the gym that day it may go one way or the other though um, we don't hold them to the same standards because I don't think that would be fair mm-hmm. right you, I mean yeah, my back now is way different than it was when I was 18 Ooh. you know if I was you know, <laughs> me at 50 it's going to be Ooh. something to see yeah <clears throat> yeah but I don't know I I guess the easiest thing to say is that the instructors know whenever you should promote and they'll, right. you know, they'll just promote you whenever they feel like they're, you're ready. So is there something to the word aspect? Because you paused for that a little bit earlier. Uh, is that a, a thing or? I like the word. I don't know. It's, okay. I, it's. <laughs> no. Yes. Okay. It's just like my thinking word. Okay. You know. Cool. Kind of like I need to delve it, delve a little more into this, but. Right. <laughs> right. Mine's sabbatical. Sabbatical? Yeah. I like sabbatical. I like sabbatical. <laughs> One of many. I have a few. I'm a, I'm a fan of words. I do. I like behoove. Ooh. That, that was a... Yeah. Uh, I like the statement, it would behoove you, or it would behoove me. Was, I like to say that to my clients and irritate the crap out of them. Yeah, that was our joke. Um, so when I was in the Air Force, I was, I was a NCO. I was a non-commissioned officer. I was a staff mm-hmm. sergeant. And it, if you were um, you know, trying to mess with an airman or something like that about something they should probably do like, <laughs> it would be it would behoove you if you did x y and z yeah. <laughs> or something like that or uh it was always funny whenever uh you had to write like awards packages or evaluation reports mm-hmm. or something like that because you'd always you could tell like the funny words to us because mm-hmm. they'd be like oh they spearheaded blah 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 and that would be like every bullet like they spearheaded this they spearheaded that they spearheaded this like pick another one <laughs> you know we're like no that's good <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> yeah Hey man, thanks for joining Avenue Chat and being you a part of it. This, this has been cool. Yeah, man. It's a lot of cool conversation. Hey, listen, man, if you guys are interested in Michaels, where do you teach? So, again, um, I teach ACBJJ. It's a adrenaline, adrenaline chamber Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. That's in Cushing, Wait, whoa, Texas. Whoa, whoa. Do that again. Oh, Go sorry. slower. <laughs> sorry. Uh, ACBJJ uh, is the Adrenaline Chamber Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Mm hmm. Um, definitely, you know, you can try to find me on there too. It's just yeah. Michael Stewart or James Michael Stewart. Yeah. Text me the link so that I can put it in the bio in the information. You got it. I can do that. So I can try to get you some more students or something. Absolutely. And, uh, I guess something else I should say, um, so the head instructor that I work with is, um, uh, coach Tony Cruz. He's a, again, a Marine veteran. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a two stripe, I believe now brown belt. He's really good. And he's a really cool guy to work under. He's a good teacher. Okay. Is that who you work under? That that's the guy. Um. So I'm under him, and then he's under a black belt out of Denton, Texas, who is uh, Professor Mark Redding, and he is a third degree black belt, and he is amazing. Okay. 
So we definitely have some cool. good information to pass. Cool. Out. Yeah. So there's a, so there's some lineage there. There is, and awesome. I should have gone into that more, but it's definitely like it's a. Uh, that's I think I think that's just a part yeah. two then. Maybe. Yeah. Cool, man. For sure. Helio's in there though, so it's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Definitely need a part two. That's awesome. Hey, guys. Thanks for checking out Avenue Chat. Um, there will be more coming soon. I'm trying to decide if I want to do this on IG Live. I think I might like it because it keeps me from having to edit things because I don't have a lot of free time in my life. Not that I'm lazy. I don't know. Am I lazy? I'm, not I that I've seen. I don't think I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I work too much to be lazy. Right. But, yeah. Hey, guys. Talk to you soon. I think so. Was it alright? I feel yeah, like I definitely good. tried to speed up a lot, but that no, was good. Man. The only bright side is I could I could talk about jujitsu for days, really. I know because there was so much more we could have talked about. There really was. I didn't realize that you. I didn't realize that you had any like actual like practical knowledge, right? I'm like I know that. I hope that doesn't sound bad. But you said Dylan Dan and Dennis, and I was like, oh, he knows stuff. Cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was so excited. Oh, I definitely know some stuff. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, and usually when I do an avenue chat, I try to, I try to dive into a little bit of knowledge before I. Well, that's what I literally right after you said that, I was like, he's like, I'm sure he prepared a little. You yeah. know, like he's not gonna roll into this thing. No, I mean I knew enough. Yeah. Um, I've taken a couple of classes as well. But oh yeah. Yeah. Where at? Throughout Long, here. Uh, Longview. Longview. Yeah, that's legit. I need to go out there. We try to. Kind of cross train as much as we can, you know. Yeah. Check out some other places. Like, I like, I guess I'll move this back. It looks like another time to work. There's one thing that I did forget to do is I forget to, I forgot to press share. Because oh. that would allow me to get people in the moment oh, watching yeah. it. But it's still cool because I think this still allows me to share directly from IG instead of having to do a bunch of extra oh, crap. And it's just, you know, it's just spur of the moment. I, I like it a lot, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So is that, um, like, can I go on Instagram and watch the whole thing, or is it? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah, you can just go directly to Instagram, to IGTV, and watch the whole entire thing. So I also need to get the others that I've done that are on YouTube and put them on there. Yeah. And do something. I've got two that I haven't done any editing on. I need to get those done somewhere, somehow. Yeah, and then also with this one, this is cool because the ones that I've already done as far as the podcast about nothing, mm-hmm. which is really just the same series, it's just titled differently because yeah. a pre thing, but yeah, they're on here too. That's legit. I'll definitely have to check it out more. I try to watch you, like if I see you on live, I, I click on you. Yeah, man, I'm on live random times of the day. I know, that'll be like... I, I was on there like 2 a.m. this morning because I was trying to test out my um, my media lights that I just got because I got another ring light that I just got. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out <clears throat> the right um, things for that. It was like the other day I clicked on you and I was like the only guy there and then you ended it and then it came back again so I clicked back in and then <laughs> you ended it and I was like, okay, I'll I am not surprised. <laughs> I was probably doing some testing or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get this situated.
artichokes and darchokes, and my forearms are toast. Mm. Or at least I think that's what it is. You should definitely come train with us one day if you ever show up to it. I always show up. Or if you, you know, if you ever have time. Yeah, I always show up to that. That is not the question. Yeah. Oh, I should have talked about the schedule. Oh, if they ever click on that link, it'll be. Well, um. Do you have like a image of the schedule or? I think so. You just text me the image of the schedule. I know I have an image of the uh, March schedule. Actually, I think I might find like a. If I can find like a catch-all, let's see. is the same every month as far as days. This actually worked out just great. I've got a physics lab I have to do tonight. So how, how, where in your jujitsu journey did you become aware of Dylan Dennis? Actually, probably like relatively recently. Um, like it seems like once I came down here, we started having a lot of people come in for seminars. So mm -hmm. like we pull people from you know all over the place. Um, and you know, whenever they, whenever black belts come in, you know, they talk about who they train with and stuff like that. So names pop up, the mm -hmm. Dylan Danis, um, Andre Galvo, mm -hmm. Leo Machida, um, and yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how small, um, martial arts communities in, individually, uh, it's crazy how small they really are. Yeah. You tend to know everybody that's associated with um, so one neat thing, um, so Professor Mark Renning up in Denton, he mm -hmm. used to be and kind of still is under Octavio Cauto, right. who is a you know Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu practitioner, he's a sixth degree black belt now. Um, he was also over my black belt from Colorado, um, Danny Richards. So whenever, you know, Tony and I got talking and, you know, I was talking about coming down here and trying to one and just train with him. We went over, you know, we started talking about that. It's like, oh, we're both under Octavio. You know, right. we both know the same person, you mm -hmm. know, and not that far off. Like, we mm -hmm. both met him in person. We both trained with him. Yeah. And, but we live, you know, 1,200 miles apart. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see if I can. Listen, man. 
That worked out really well. It's already loaded. I'm trying to, if I can, build up my Instagram platform. I hate the idea of doing YouTube because it's just another thing. Yeah. <clears throat> it's hard to gain subscribers on this.
Yeah, so it's cool because I'm done with that now. I don't even want to. Mm -hmm. uh, except for upload the. Uh, I think I sent you the right uh, URL to Facebook and Instagram too.